911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and today I am honored to have you again, Mr. Detective Baby Cowboy Walton. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming upstairs and recording with me. So glad to be here today. You know, I know that on Monday you talked about just some of the reactions to a traumatic incident that had taken place at your department, and I thought it would be a really good time for us to bring up some of the do's and the don'ts of a police wife, because subsequently, I've been scrolling on social media, doing some market research, and I'm seeing in these police wives group groups, just some of the most absurd shit. And I'm saying that because Clint knows very well how I feel about a great deal of police wives or first responder spouses who feel the need to go on social media and bash their husbands or you know I'm sure that it could be the other gender but for this reference I'm just referencing females and it, it actually drives me up the fucking wall when I see people you know wondering why something like a traumatic incident had taken place at their husband's apartment and now he's not responding to me and now I'm pissed off and now he's gonna sleep on the couch and like you know it just just all kinds of crazy shit it just drives me insane and I know a lot of that comes from negligence, a lot of that comes from ignorance, a lot of that comes from maybe young minds and inexperience. So I thought that we could use last week's example of what had taken place, the the episode that we had recorded about on Monday, to kind of go over some of the things that just sort of naturally fell into place between you and I, and also things that we've openly discussed when it comes to, you know, if if something were to, to happen, for example. And I'm saying that because we had the IRC incident that had taken place several years ago. And I remember I was working at a pediatric practice at the time. And all of a sudden, I get a text message from your dad asking me if you're okay. (laughs) And, you know, as a spouse of a first responder, that's probably like the last thing that you would want is to have somebody else referencing an incident that you have no idea in terms of like what's going on. And so right after that, you had actually called me and I wasn't by my phone. I think I had to pee or something. And you just gave me a simple like, hey, just to let you know, I know I'm not calling you from my phone. I'm calling you from my partner's phone. Just want to let you know that there is a thing taking place, but I'm okay, Mm -hmm. And I'll call you when I can. And I didn't message you that entire day. So that was really like the first, I think, big incident that I can remember taking place Mm -hmm. to where like our relationship was put to the test in terms of the dynamics of being married to a police officer. Mm-hmm. And as the day went on, it was, I don't know, maybe seven, eight, nine hours before I heard from you again. And it didn't cross my mind even once to, to feel the need to blow up your cell phone because you had already told me you didn't even have your phone. And later I found out it wasn't accessible. It was under under your plate. It was pl- under my plate carrier. And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't yeah, I couldn't grab it. You couldn't even access it. And yet I see all the time, you know, these conversations taking place where I think if people were to just pause and actually, you know, like you and I are sitting down right now, if we didn't already know what the structure was like around something like this, then pausing to actually create a fucking structure around Mm -hmm. something like this 
if a traumatic incident takes place, baby, then this is what I expect of you and this is what you should expect of me and then list what the things are. <laughs> and if you're not sure, then go ahead and you know text it to one another and put it on the memo on your phone. That way if something does happen, then you remember, don't blow up my phone 732 times when the police officer is dealing with a critical incident. Yeah, because all you got to remember, all that's going to do, and, and from my aspect of it, if if I'm out at a scene and it's say it's in my underneath my plate carrier like that, how it was in IRC, I can feel it vibrating, I can hear it ringing, if it, but I can't access it. You know, I have a rifle in one hand or in two hands, and I have it stuck underneath my chest, and my phone's blowing up. Nor like, should you. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's it's something that where if it keeps going and going and going it almost causes more of a distraction and a safety issue in those instances and and not all of them it's the same but i mean i could go on and on with a different type of incidents that we've been involved in that where i can't text you right away but you have that full understanding of I will text you when I can, and if I'm not texting you, you will hear from one of my partners that I'm okay or whatever else it may be. And I think that's probably one of the most important things. So if you're listening to this and you you are a first responder and this is not a conversation that has been had with your spouse, Clint had once told me at the onset that if something were to ever happen to him, this person has my cell phone number at his department, this person has my cell phone number at his department, and they will contact me if something bad ever happened. And so I think having that comfort and and also knowing like I would never want to see those people's names pop up on my phone, that is information, right? So that is the information that I don't have when something is going on you know, during an incident, like what had happened last week. And that's really all that I need to know. Except for when I tried calling you from one of those guys' <laughs> phone numbers during that incident. And that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. He had his phone and I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, I think that it is really important to have those conversations and to have that structure around what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Because all that this will turn into is, you know, it could have turn into a dangerous or uncomfortable or even more distracting situation for you as a first responder. And I understand like every every wife should love their husband, you know, but sometimes I think that it's difficult for the female especially to understand that in that situation, it is not about you. Mm -hmm. It will never be about you in that situation. And a lot of people might not like hearing this, but you need not be selfish during a situation like that. And I think if you were to just take a step back and, and realize the things that are taking place in that moment that are exacerbating the way that you're feeling about it, that are compressing it and making it feel like it's more and more about you, when again, it has absolutely nothing to do about you, then you might be able to do some things that take some action to to make sure that you can lessen that, that sense of burden, that sense of me, me, me. And of course, you know what I'm going to say. The very first thing is to get the fuck off of social media when stuff like that happens. <laughs> turn off the news as well like it, it's it's a downward spiral with that stuff it, it, because you're just going to hear the bad stuff coming out and you're not going to find out any information that's relevant to you at that time so why send yourself down that spiral and exactly and what what happens with these females that i see is they'll sit there on their phones and i and you know they'll give updates or share updates with each other and it's really not necessary because there's nothing that you can do in that situation absolutely nothing that you could do and i think that given that situation what you should be even more focused on and i know that this is something that i do this is something i did last week is what can i do for him when he gets home to 
what can I do now for that time when he gets home to make things a little bit less stressful once he's here? So straightening up more around the house, unloading the dishwasher, like, you know, having food ready in the fridge, even though you didn't eat it, (laughs) you know, because I I didn't know what time you were going to get home. You know, those types of things, because not only does it have me be able to do something where like every everything is out of my control in that situation but it also shows you that you know I did something to try to lessen the I did my part like that was all that I could do and if you are the spouse essentially like those are the only things that you can do and if you're keeping yourself busy in that time of upset that time of uncertainty then it also allows the time to pass whereas if you're sitting there and you're scrolling on social media and you're hunting down information most of the time you're just consuming misinformation anyways and I think it's important for us to just recognize that. Yeah, and it's very important to, you know, if your spouse does reach out to you and say, hey, I'm okay, um, I'll text you when I can or call you when I can, don't send follow-up questions. Don't start asking a shit ton of questions because normally in that instance, if I tell you I want to be able to call you later or text you later, I can't do it right now. I was just able to squeeze it in. And that's something you're really good about of just saying, okay, I love you. And then just can I continue can continue on that's a tongue twister (laughs) I can continue on without having that worry of oh man now she's pissed off at me because I didn't answer her questions or whether whatever else it might be yeah and lucky for me I have plenty of other people to go and ask if I really felt the need to but you know in a situation like that I think the biggest takeaway is to just recognize if you are the spouse that it isn't about you, even though I, I understand that it does feel like it is about you because it's easy for our minds to start to wander and we go to the worst case scenarios and you know our minds can play tricks on us. But if we're able to do things to, to pour into our minds in a healthy way and to do things that are more encouraging, not only for our partners, but also for ourselves in those times. And do as Clint said, you know, I would never drill you with questions. I see some of these screenshots that I see from some of these females on, on these Facebook groups, it, it blows my mind. It, it blows my mind to the extent of I, if I were that man, I don't know why he would still be with her. Like that is the extent of, of it. But um, I, to each his own, right? They, they need a life coach. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> if you've gotten any value out of today's episode, please do us a favor, subscribe, drop a review down below. And if you're not already, join us in our Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group and know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.